Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. My gosh. We haven't read it in a <gasps> Yes, but hold on. I'm going to start off. I have to hold on, Peyton. We can't get into reading it. Peyton is a big kid now. She's eight. Hold on. So she decided we had this very, very cute, cute, her bed. It was a treehouse bed and it was like white. It was very boho. To me, it reminded me of like, we should like have some pothos growing on it. Yeah, she's she's got a stuffy nose, but check it out. So we finally got Peyton a bed. And parents, if you're if you've been looking for a new bed, uh holy mother of God, mattresses are so expensive. Just just, you know, know that. The cheapest place that we found a comfortable mattress was Walmart, and it was four hundred dollars. And I honestly I'm like, ha yeah, yay for a kid, because we were just gonna get like an inexpensive mattress that was that decent and then just put like a yeah, and and just put like a topper on it, but it was gonna end up being more. So, anyways, I'll save you some hunting. Walmart was the cheapest, and we ended up getting I think it's like a ten a Serta ten inch memory foam mattress because I think that that's just what they had in stock. But look no further. Walmart is the most affordable mattress. We went to one of the mattress stores, and. The $400 mattress was, like, really crummy. Anyways, okay, so we also, today, went to a haunted car wash. And Peyton... It's not really, it's not really haunted, but... Yeah, they did it for Halloween where people, like, jumped out and scared you. Yeah. Peyton, we have to do a Reading to Kids podcast Instagram so we can just post things. What do you say to that? Sure. Okay. Um, and then maybe if your parents say it's okay, you can let us know what you thought about um, the episodes and, like, just tell us what you want to hear next. Um, so, anyways, okay. Haunted car wash. Awesome. We have a haunted house tomorrow. Peyton's new bed is oh so comfy. And big. Yep. And we have our next book and again. That, and that was very easy, just getting rid of stuff. Yeah, we completely redid Peyton's room. We're not done yet. a quarter of clothes. I am not a hoarder of clothes. I just, there are clothes that were expensive that I don't want to throw away because I have only worn them once or like zero. But anyways, um, anyways, let's get to the reading. We've been talking too much. It's Halloween and it's just my favorite season. And guess what comes after Halloween? There's that meme that says it's got the fairy godmother from Cinderella and it says, and the clock struck midnight and Halloween turned into Christmas and we already took down all of our Halloween decorations even though it's not even halloween yet it's the day before when this is I gonna po- technically come whoa, out for whoa, some whoa, of you whoa, whoa. no you did that i did not Uncle did not you did that i know honestly i'm tired of, I've, been, I've had it out since the beginning of september i'm ready for christmas anyways okay He's crazy, guys. let's He's get into it me. you have to stop this secret series by book number five and we're very sorry that we didn't read until now because peyton had his play date and then today we were like cleaning her room, but we're going to try and, well, not going to try to. We told you we'd finish this by Halloween, so we're finishing it. Okay, ready? Chapter 28, 
Nile Nails. And we're on page 254. The box office for the Pyramid Theater, where Lord Pharaoh would be performing that night, was located in its own kiosk between the Adventure Zone and the Indoor Kids theme park that our underage heroes had been hearing so much about. Also, we're going to have a pile of clothes. Mm -hmm. Okay, make your pile. Peyton's going through her clothes. Okay. Um, kids, okay, um, being hearing so much about the Sphinx shops, the Caro Hotel's famous boutique district where you'll find everything from luggage, luxor luggage, to a nail salon, Nile Nails, to a pet salon, King Mutton Cammon's Royal Beauty Parlor. At as Cass led her friends to the ticket line for Lord Pharaoh's show, they eyed the entrance for the Adventure Zone with a combination envy and, of envy and scorn. Parents away! Kids hooray! Bungie jump into the Pharaoh's tomb. Climb the rock wall with live monkeys. Sing, dance, make up your own rap video. The biggest, oh, the longest zip line in Las Vegas. Nobody over 18 allowed. Oh, that's cool. It's like just for kids. Kind of like a little bit where the parents aren't allowed to go in there, but okay. I'll bet a lot of parents throw their kids into an adventure zone so that they can keep gambling, said Cass disdainfully. Yo-Yoji laughed. Oh, so now you think parents shouldn't let their kids be themselves? You disapprove or something? Well, I think parents should be parents. <laughs> what about your mom, said Max Ernest? Do you think that she, should, she shouldn't give you so much freedom? Well, that's different. How? It just is. Do I have to explain everything? Yo-Yoji and Max Ernest looked at each other and shook their heads. Cass dropped the heavy backpack of the, on the mosaic floor in front of the box office window. Three tickets, please, she swallowed, looking at the poster behind the cashier's head. The word one night only seemed to jump at her. Balcony, orchestra, or premiere, the cashier said without looking up. I don't know what's premiere. Front row seats with a backstage pass. The cashier, cashier woman, whose nails were longer than her nose, Peered over the edge of the counter balcony. Will be the cheapest, sweetheart. You probably want those. Cass pulled a fistful of $100 bills out of her backpack. I'll take three premieres, please. Cashier raised an eyebrow. You kids weren't playing the slots, I hope. Cass shook her head. Daddy's on a winning streak. Daddy's on a winning streak? Something like that. The cashier nodded wisely. Well, spend it while you can. That's my advice. Trust me, he'll want it back by the end of the night. Okay. There are two hours left before the show, she said. Oh, said Yo-Yoji as they walked away with their tickets. We could spend that time carefully planning how to deal with Lord Pharaoh, knowing that he probably, it probably won't make a difference that we're going to be killed anyways. Or we could spend our last two hours on Earth having fun. He nodded in the direction of the adventure zone. What do you say? <sighs> I don't know. Planning can be fun, said Max Ernest. Yo-Yoji eyed him askance. It was it said a joke? That's a joke, right? Cass looked at the sign covering the adventure zone, battling her conscience. Well, she said finally, maybe it won't hurt to to try the zip line. I mean, it could be good training for you know if I have to like I don't know swing from the pulleys and stuff on stage to get to tonight. Exactly, that's what I was thinking," said Yo Yoji empathetic uh, empathetically. What do, what we read, need right now is a serious training lesson. Oh, that's going to be fun. That sounds like a fun a fun kids area, huh, Pei? Yeah. But first, 
But first things first, as soon as they walk into the adventure zone, they, the still starving kids treated themselves to a hot fudge sundaes at Oasis's Ice Cream Oasis. Oh, Osteri's Ice Cream Oasis. The sundaes were huge, like everything else in Las Vegas, and built to their customers' specifications. Cass ordered the raw, which came with ribbons of caramel sauce and peanut butter chips. Yo-Yoji's Oasis special was served inside a pineapple and was surrounded by tropical fruit. Oh my god, that's cool. Max Ernest, of course, ordered chocolate pyramid, pier- chocolate ice cream, chocolate fudge, and chocolate chips. All the Sundays came with... Everything chocolate. Yeah, I know. All the Sundays came with mountains of whipped cream, toasted almonds, silvers, and a clown nose red maraschino cherries on top. Max Ernest hesitated about the whipped cream, fearing that it would dilute the strength of the chocolate, but ultimately he gave in, deciding that sometimes more is more. He was not disappointed. Halfway through her Sunday, Cass stopped with her spoon mid-air, realizing how fast and greedy she'd been eating. Not only was it disgusting, she'd reprimand herself. It was unhealthy. It was bad enough to consume so many carbohydrates in an empty stomach. Her blood sugar lover was going to spike. But if she kept eating so fast, she was going to make herself sick. She needed to be on top, on top form for the battle ahead. She looked up at her friends, thinking that she should caution them to slow down, and saw a frightful sight. Yo-Yoji and Max Ernest crazed looks in their eyes, smeared faces smeared with whipped cream and chocolate, were holding two spoons each. They were in such a frenzy. Both of them were eating with both hands, double-fisting their sundaes. I think maybe I might just possibly get another one, Max Ernest said, who was literally licking his bowl clean at the last bits of fudge. Shaking her head, Cass ripped the spoons out of her friend's hands. It was time for their training session. It's amazing how many activities you can fit in a single hour if you have enough motivation and enough cash. After hurtling, themse- after hurtling themselves, screaming across the long- longest zip line in Las Vegas, the kids climbed 100 feet and bungee jumped into the pharaoh's tomb. Well, Cass and Yo-Yoji jumped. Max Ernest, it would be more accurate to say, was pushed floated in zero gravity, which actually was a wind tunnel, until they were ready to regurgitate their Sundays. They rode mechanical camels until they were thrown off into the artificial sand dunes. They played skee ball until, well, they got a little bored. Yoyoji even managed to persuade his friends to try their luck at the dance in like an Egyptian hop hip hop dance step arcade game. They made him promise not to tell Amber, but Cass drew the line in making up her own rap video. Not only did she not believe in such egregious acts of digital self-aggrandizement, but there was something else that she wanted to do. She told them that she would meet them outside the adventure zone 30 minutes later. Knock yourselves out, she said, handing Yo-Yoji a $100 bill. She could hear her friends practicing as she walked away. Don't be a fool, yo. Lord Pharaoh will put you in the ground for life. That's cool, yo. If I go home, my parents will ground me for life. Moment, a moment later, Cass looked over her shoulder to make sure Yo-Yoji and Max Ernest weren't watching as she walked into Nile Nails. It was silly, maybe, but she couldn't help but being embarrassed about what she was doing. No doubt they would for sure make fun of her later. But if they, had, if they made fun of her now, she feared she wouldn't have the nerve to go through with it. She'd never been to a nail salon before. Her mother, who complained 
frequently about Cass, the state of Cass's fingernails, had repeatedly tried to get Cass to have a manicure. But Cass, struck back by bargaining her mother with statistics about various types of infections that you could pick up in nail salons, fungus infections, yeast infections, staph infections, the list was long and hideous. She was she was so persuasive that her mother had given up on going to nail salons herself, and now her mother's fingernails were almost as bad as hers. Hi, I'm Felicia, said the smiling woman in a smock. She was dressed like a dental technician, save for her long gold, long gold rhinestone-crusted fingernails with a matching gold and rhinestone beaded cornrows. Are you ready to be pampered like a queen? We're running a special on a full mani-pedi. Oh, dear, she said, looking at Cass's fingernails for the first time. It's sort of a code red situation, isn't it? Your cuticles have grown all the way out over your fingernails. Please don't tell me your toenails are just as bad. Well, I haven't been chewing on them, if that's what you mean, said Cass, her ears flaming red. Cass refused the pedi- Cass tried to refuse the pedicure outright. She was afraid that if she took her shoes off, she wouldn't be able to run run on the room in a moment in a moment's notice in the end however she considered she consented to the duper super deluxe treatment the nefertiti special which included hand foot massage and soak cuticle relief and a euphemism it turned out for a painful cuticle butchery fingernail and toenail trim and buff three coats of polish and a choice of authentic egyptian nail decals She's, she fought Alicia the whole way, insisting that the instruments that touched her fingers or feet not be sterilized out, out the standard emery boards for industrial sandpaper to sand down the calluses on her heels. Cass insisted on fresh sandpaper, the freshest sandpaper imaginable. The tall pile of dead gray skin that formed a pyramid under its own under her own heels was a testament to how hard Felicia's sandpaper was working. When it came time to choose a nail polish, to choose a nail polish, Cass asked for clear. But when urged repeatedly to try a color, she relented and agreed to Cleopatra blue, which reminded her of the lapis lazuli on the ring of thoth. She was drowsily admiring her new nails. The blue gave them a space-age, almost alien quality that she didn't entirely dislike, as well as complementing nicely the baby pink of her newly sanded skin. When Felicia returned with a spiral notebook, and now when's your turn to turn into an Egyptian princess? Oh my gosh. She opened her notebook to some spiral, spiraling... Oh, some sparkling peel-off Egyptian symbols. Do you want to choose, honey? Uh, No, just surprise me. The first three decals were predictable. A scarab, an ink, and an eye of Horus. Fourth, however, made Cass sit up suddenly wide awake. What's that? She asked Felicia. What's that? She asked Felicia carefully. Applied the decal to Cass's pinky nail. Oh, it's just another sticker, honey. No, I mean the hieroglyph, right? What does it mean something? Made up of three wavy lines, one on top of the other, the hieroglyph is simple and Cass had seen it many times in her hunt for the hieroglyphs for the secret. But seeing it now 
curving around her nail made her realize that she'd seen it before on a papyrus. It was a fourth hieroglyph of the secret. She was certain that had most that it had almost been staring at her in the face all along. Since so much of the original hieroglyph had been smudged, she'd always assumed that it was that there was more to it, like the three lines were part of a grid making a building or something of that nature. That hieroglyph, Felicia left. Yes, I know. That's the one right on the window. In fact, it was on the window of that very salon Cass was sitting in. This is the Nile. This is Nile nails, right? This That's the sign for Nile, but customers told me that it usually means river or water. Hey, you're not a water sign, are you? You seem more of like an Aries, but you could be a Cancer, maybe. River, water, Nile. Because what abyss... Thoth, river, water, Nile, walk, run, cross. That was the secret as far as she'd been able to make out. Thoth, rip, Nile. Oh, Thoth, Thoth will cross the Nile. That's what that is. Okay. What did it mean? The secret was something about Thoth walking next to a river or over the river, maybe through the river. It could possibly mean like parting of the Red Sea. And what, what was the What? What was the what the thing allowed Thoth to walk across the river? What was the what the secret of the secret? It was still just so confusing. She hoped the ring of Thoth would reveal the answer. How? She had no idea. Cass, there you are. We've been looking all over for you. We were worried, yo. Max Ernest and Yo Yoji were walking towards her. What are you doing here? What happened to your nails? Hi, said Cass. She'd been consumed with the thoughts about the secret that she'd forgotten all about her friends and about her fingernails. She wanted to hide them at first, but then was worried that they were still wet. So instead, she spread her fingers wide. Go ahead, she said. Give me your best shot. Let me have it. No, no, they look nice, said Yo-Yoji. Yeah, nice, said Max Ernest. You bet they do, said Felicia angrily. Have some respect. They're... This here is an Egyptian princess, and for the rest of the day, you must address her as your royal highness. Make that your royal hotness. Okay, for sure, will do, said Yo-Yoji. He looked at Cass, barely able to contain his laughter. Is your royal hotness ready to go? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, we're late, your royal hotness, said Max, doubled over. He couldn't help it. Cass punched him, even though Felicia tried to hold her back. Think of your nails. (laughs) Felicia's funny. <laughs> yeah, a good like aunt. Yeah. Oh, look at Hendrix is looking for some den den. You know what's messed up? You know what den den is? Rats. A baby rat. Ugh. That's like the one thing I don't like about having snakes, honestly. The only thing. Ay, ay, ay. Well, looks like we're getting him a. Snakes do not bite. Some do, but ours do not. We had a snake that we ended up rehoming because after a couple months, we were like, okay, and her name was... Not gonna lie, but when I was younger, I scared her. Yeah, I know. Her name was Tiny, and then a bad word. Tiny Bee. Tiny Bee, because she always bit us. But I'm sorry, if you had a snake that kept biting you, you'd probably name her that too. Okay, moving on to the next chapter. Bye.